0: It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. Managing your financial future, that's what we do on this program, your future, your present. Can't do much about your past, unfortunately, but uh, we are doing what we can to help you out. Johnny Dean, Professor Rick Plum, Certified Financial Planner Professional, here with me once again. Welcome back, Rick. Uh, You know, at some point here, we're going to have to get you back in the studio with me.
1: Uh, being together again? oh well, no that, that, That's going to be an interesting day. I know we've
0: gotten used to each other doing this uh, social social distance, whatever it is, but I think <laughs> at some point we're just going to have to bite the bullet and get us back in studio together because it does take a little bit more work. And uh, But anyway, we are doing this yet again. This is episode two of season three for those of you keeping track. And I, I wanted to get into something that uh, we talked about one time, I think on a Lucia Capital Group Weekly not too long ago, kind of depending when people are listening to this and when people are getting the Lucia Capital Group Weeklies. By the way, which you can do, if you want to subscribe to that, you can go to luciacap.com and uh, we'll send it out to you. But uh, this had to do with something called the best college education tax credit you've never heard of. Now, by you, I don't mean you or me because we've talked about this before, but this is really kind of a hidden gem. Now, you have... Put what eight nine kids through college? I forget. <laughs>
1: no, it was only three. It just felt like it. It okay. just felt like more.
0: So you got you got three for the price of nine is what it was. When you when I it comes thought, right down I thought to it,
1: spreading the kids out three and four years apart was smart until they got to college. No, and it was just no. 10, 12 years of college education after another.
0: No, it was like it was like having you know waiting at an intersection just when you think the bus has passed, here comes another one. Oh, I've got to wait for that. I mean, it's just kind of uh, unending. The train
1: is a long. Longer train than I thought
0: well I told you to push for community college and you said no your kids wanted to go to uh, I don't even know where they went quite frankly but it was it was not it was not cheap and you had to do that for three people and uh, who knows in about oh 17, 17 years years <laughs> uh, you may be uh, you may be funding another one because college I'm still here <laughs>
1: we'll
0: see. Well, all you got to do is sell, you know, sell your house, and you can pay for one year, I'm sure, at that time. Anyway, obviously, we know that college is expensive. It keeps going up. It seems to keep going up every single year. I don't know what's going to happen with colleges. I suspect over the next maybe 10 years, I don't know for a fact, but I suspect that there will be some form of public college education available, like we have public high school available.
1: And public community college, pretty much.
0: Yeah, which it was a wonderful idea, and I took a couple of classes way back in the, I don't know, I late did. 20s, early 30s, like you and I both did, uh, and it worked out very nicely. I may have paid a $20 registration fee, but that may have been about it. So it was nice. Now, we may get stuff like that back, but in the meantime, how do you pay for it now? And there is a, I said one you've never heard of, Some, I would call it little-known tax credit that might allow you to get some of this back. Professor Plum, I want you to talk about this a little bit. It's called the American Opportunity Tax Credit.
1: Right, and it's for when the kids actually go to school. And we all talk about saving for it, but a lot of times... The saving for college just doesn't happen. Uh, there's too many other things in life that happen. So by the time they get to be 18, 19, and they actually go to college, uh, we're scrambling for the money to pay for it. But there are some, there is some help from the government in the form of tax credits, a reduction in the taxes you actually owe in a given year, uh, and potentially refundable at that as well is the American Opportunity Credit. And it came about you know, a couple of or more ago now. And it's available for the first four years of undergraduate college. Uh, it doesn't matter whether the, the child takes six, seven years to get their bachelor's degree or not. It's only good for four, for, for four tax years. Uh, it's up to $2,500 in credit against your taxes. That means that if you normally break even at the end of the year, you would get a you could get a potential refund of twenty five hundred dollars back as a tax refund. Um, that could be very nice. It, so it could be really nice. Get some money back in your hands after you've spent the money on college. And uh, the credit is basically it's a hundred percent of the first two thousand dollars you spend on qualified tuition or qualified education expenses, and twenty five percent of the next two thousand dollars. That's $500, so that gives you the $2,500 max credit. Now, a credit is different than a tax deduction. A tax deduction reduces the amount of income that you have subjected to tax. A credit reduces the tax you actually owe dollar for dollar. Yeah. Frankly, I like credits better than, I mean, a $1,000 deduction versus a $1,000 tax credit, the credit's a better deal.
0: Oh, you better um, believe it. A thousand dollar deduction might save you twenty. I mean, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, if you're in a special. Well, at item. most,
1: it's going to change you thirty-seven, three hundred and seventy dollars.
0: Yeah. So, so that's all it's going to save you. But an actual credit of thousand dollars reduces the taxes that you owe by that. And if
1: you're in a if you're uh, in a fairly low income area or a low tax bracket where you don't owe a lot in taxes. If it, it wipes out your taxes all the way, up to 1,000 of it could still be refundable, even if you don't owe that much in taxes. So you could, uh, if, your, if your income tax bill for the year was $1,400, it would wipe out the 14 and give you back another $1,000. And so this, that is really useful for uh, a student that is working, that is actually trying to pay for their own education. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the refundable nature of it, in other words. Now, if you're, if you're a parent and you're looking forward to this or looking to use it, uh, or you're a student that's making pretty good money, there are income thresholds. You can't be making too much money and get this. If you're a single individual and, and your child is going to it, or you're the student and you're trying to take yourself, if your income's over $80,000, you're going to get nothing. You're not going to get the credit. If you're married, filing a joint return, and you're looking to try to get this credit, your income is over $160,000, nah, not going to get much. But if you're under those thresholds and you're trying to get this credit for either yourself going to school or for a dependent of yours uh, going to school, then it can come in handy. Extra 2500 bucks. okay, it's not going to pay the whole tuition bill, <laughs> but it's a help. It's a big help. Any. And you only need to spend $4,000 in education expenses to be able to get the help.
0: Yeah, any little bit. So if you spend, let's say you spend $4,000 on higher uh, qualified higher education expenses, that's tuition, that's, I guess, books, or is it? Uh, tuition
1: fees, books, supplies, anything necessary, I mean, lab equipment, uh, things like that.
0: Housing, I don't know if housing counts, dorms,
1: Housing you know, I think I can't remember if housing did or not, now. I have to sorry, well, darn you, John, for bringing that up. I gotta look it up.
0: <laughs> well, but I'll tell you what, if you're if you're sending your kid to a college and, and they're going off somewhere where there are dorms and all that, at that level you're well, gonna the tuition be, and
1: fees and books are gonna be more than gonna, four they're grand. They're gonna
0: take you over four grand, exactly. But let's say you did. You spent four thousand dollars this year on qualified higher education expenses, and in that instance what you're saying is you'll get back the first two thousand dollars that you spent in its entirety, and the next $2,000, you'll get 25% of that, which is $500. Now, that's total of $2,500. Now, some people will say, well, wait a minute, though, I, uh, you know, uh, but I, I got a tax refund last year. I, I got a $2,000 refund. I, I didn't owe any taxes. That's not quite <laughs> how this works. Maybe we should just explain that very quickly, too.
1: It's an interesting misconception that a lot of people believe they don't pay taxes because they get refunds every year. And while it may be true if you're in a very low income situation where you've had money without, you actually didn't owe any income taxes, more likely you owed some taxes. The withholding that you did from your paychecks and other uh, other sources of income totaled up to more than what your taxes were. And the difference is refunded to you. So your taxes were three grand for the year, but you withheld five and you got a refund of $2,000. Mm-hmm. You already paid in you know, $5,000 through withholding out of your paychecks. Uh, but your taxes were only say three grand in this example. Well the difference that two thousand dollars the government sends back to you when you file your return. In the case of this credit, if that were the instance where your taxes were three thousand dollars and you had paid in five, you would get back your two just like normal, but then you would get back an additional 2500. In refundable money, so your tax refund instead of being two grand would be forty five hundred dollars. Well,
0: you know, and in this case, in essence, uh, the government's paying for four thousand or twenty five hundred dollars worth of your Education. education. They're 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 footing the bill for you.
1: Which, right, uh, and that's per student. I mean, so yeah. if you have multiple kids in school, you can claim it multiple times.
0: Multiple times, <laughs> yes. Now, as you said before, but let's just emphasize this: that it's only you're only eligible for the uh, first. We'll 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 call it the freshman through senior years. Correct.
1: Well, it depends on how long they take. I mean, some people take more than four years. It's only available for four years. If you have four senior years and you didn't claim it before, well, you can use it for every one of those senior years if it took you that long to go <laughs> if to school.
0: You had four senior years, I'd think you're wasting your money at college, but okay. <laughs> you're right.
1: You're right. Yeah. So four years. It doesn't years. matter what year you are in school. It's only good for undergraduate degrees uh, or uh, uh, technical schools. And uh, it's not what I'm saying. It's not post postgraduate, not for good for master's or, or doctorates. Um and, uh, and you can only claim it on four, four tax returns per, er, per child.
0: Now, is this maybe you, maybe you knew this, maybe you don't, because I know we don't have all the notes here in front of us. But if, if you've paid for it with a student loan for that year, does that, does that mess it up in any way? Because I know we're talking about people who pay the tuition, I guess, as they go along.
1: Uh, The student loan shouldn't shouldn't mess it up, but if you were getting grants or or other uh, education, if you take money out of 529, if you have a grant that reduces the college expense, if you have other help from other sources, then it can uh, – that reduces what what you're actually paying out of pocket, Uh, and so it's reducing where – what what uh what the credit will be.
0: Yeah, and if you had 16,000 worth of higher education expenses, again, they're only telling you you're you're, you're only going to be getting the first uh, eligible $4,000 which gives you 2500 back. And yes, right. You're, you're right, professor, it's not going to take care of your entire college bill more than likely, but it's a help. It's a help. It's not designed
1: to take care of the whole thing, but it is designed to to help a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, they, they can't pay for everything.
0: It's kind of like a coupon for it. And and the interesting thing is among a lot of people that I've talked to, they they've never heard of this at all they they didn't know how they did it and i'm assuming that maybe some of the tax uh, software would run you through that but people who don't use the tax preparation software or if you don't mention to your tax preparer that you've got a kid in college somehow
1: <laughs> which seems kind of odd to me because everybody i know that's in college is just Whoa. They just complain about the cost of it all the time to everybody, whether they even know them. So I would expect them to tell the tax preparer that <laughs> yeah. they are putting a kid through college.
0: Yeah, you know, I used to know a guy that I that, that I would sit right across the desk from who I would hear <laughs> about this from time to time. Can't remember his name, but I think it sounded similar to yours. Anyway. because yeah, it was me. I complained about it for 10 years. Of course you did. It felt like 20 years, but whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's it. The American Opportunity Credit. If you need some more information on that, we do have a couple of videos on our website, LuciaCap.com. And uh, I believe maybe, maybe a paper or two on it. But anyway, you can get more information right there. That's good stuff. Okay, last week I promised that we would get to a couple of emails here. If you want to email us and ask the Brain Trust, as in Professor Plum, a question, you could do so. Go to luciacap.com and ask us right there. We will try to get to as many as we can on this show. I know we promise to get to everybody's, but we can't always do it on the program. Professor does his best to answer these questions off the air. But let's get to a couple of these here this one is uh, the uh, Terry in Golden Colorado says my wife is going to inherit an annuity we're retired she's 63 I'm 64 can the annuity be put into an existing Roth IRA uh,
1: not unless it's currently in well it couldn't go into existing uh, Roth IRA anyway because it would have to go to an inherited. but unless the money's already in an IRA when you inherit it it's not going to an, uh, into an IRA otherwise yes um, so, no, that, that answer is no. Answered if there. you're inheriting an uh, annuity that is not in a Roth, not in a traditional IRA or some kind of tax-deferred retirement account, there, there may be things you can do as far as stretching out the payments where you may not have to pay all the taxes right up front and lump up, unless you want to. But let's say that you know Grandma and grandpa had this annuity you know from many, many decades ago. and you know they put in fifteen twenty thousand dollars is now it's worth hundred fifty thousand dollars and that 85 you know plus thousand dollars of earnings that are taxed further, they are all going to be taxable when the money comes out. Uh, lump sum that might be kind of costly, but there are there may be ways to stretch that out over a series of years and stretch the taxation out to maybe keep you away from the income related monthly adjustment amount for Medicare, maybe keep you away from another tax bracket, maybe keep some of your social security out of taxability. So there's, you know, stretching it out maybe in your best interest. And so there may be ways nowadays uh, to be able to stretch that payment out. And we haven't always had this option, you know, until several years ago. If, if somebody passed away, you're, it was nice that you got the money, but you're going to have to pay tax on it in lump sum. Now, now we have the ability in many cases to stretch it out.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a nice thing, and there are, there there are any number of ways you can go with this. There's some nice planning opportunities, and that example you gave of uh, you know growing twenty thousand to a hundred—that's just a hypothetical example. I oh, would very that. much hypothetical. Yes, yes. There's no guarantee on that. I had to say that.
1: Oh uh, no, no, no guarantees. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. Let's see if we can get to one more. We got a little bit of time here. This is Ray in Las Vegas. I need to give $100,000. Wow. I need to give $100,000 to each of my two children. (laughs) What tax consideration should I be aware of, and are there any exemptions or other ways to minimize the tax? Well, this sounds like a gifting, because he said give, uh, proposition here. I'm
1: wondering which tax he's worried about. And it also depends on what he is giving. If he's giving them cash, then there's very little tax consideration there's no income tax consideration it's not deductible to him the money is not income taxable to the recipient to the children so money just leaves his bank account and goes into their bank account now is it going to be taxable from a different tax system the gift and estate tax probably not but you know we have to look at is. Who, Terry was the person that asked? This us? is this is Ray, Ray in Las Vegas. Oh, this is Ray. Terry was the first one. If, if Ray is worth more than currently $11,400,000, yeah, there could be something down the line. He would want to report this as partially a gift. Uh, we are allowed to give $15,000 to anybody we want one time a year, up to $15,000. Throughout the year, as long as we don't exceed $15,000 during the year, it is a non-event from the gift tax situation if we exceed fifteen thousand dollars then technically it is a taxable gift for the gift tax purposes but unless our taxable gifts over our lifetime uh, create or come up to a higher than eleven million four hundred thousand dollar cumulative total we don't actually have to pay a tax i don't know what the percentage is but i would say the vast majority of people are not worth $11,400,000. No.
0: And, and uh, if, if Ray is married, then, then his spouse... Then it'd be $22,800,000.
1: 22, I mean, so you know. it's unlikely that there would be any gift tax, or even even the, if the IRS would even care if they filed a return at that point, because, I mean, if he's worth a million dollars, it's unlikely he'll ever have any issue with gift taxing or estate taxes. Uh and that's just more paperwork the IRS has to deal with. It doesn't mean anything.
0: Although technically so, you're supposed to file form 709 gift tax yeah. form and all that stuff. So, But
1: it's not going to cost any, you know, it doesn't cost the kids any tax money. It doesn't cost him any tax money unless he's already given away $11,400,000 personally. Um and and it's
0: just kind of a non issue. Yeah, where where we've seen these issues before is is for example athletes who have made uh, you know I mean elite athletes who made 100 million, 200 million dollars over their career and they've been given away f- you know, they gave away thirty, forty, fifty million dollars of gifts to relatives, family members, not family. charities.
1: This is not, nothing to do with charities. This is this, this is, is to yeah. individuals or
0: or strangers or whoever it is, individuals. Yeah. Then then you you they they
1: tend to wind up with gift tax issues. But well, and it uh, also we have a lot more of this issue with the limits. The gift tax limits were significantly lower. It used to be a million dollars. Yeah, go back thirty years, it was six hundred thousand dollars. If oh, you exceeded. Yeah cumulative lifetime gifts of more than $600,000, uh, uh, then you would have to deal with paying taxes. And at that point, it's still the person that gives the money that owes the tax, not the recipient.
0: Yeah, and that's that's when we had we actually had more planning opportunities back then when you had the, you know, poor uh, the uh, uh, AB trusts and all that other stuff that we used to used to deal uh, with. We just
1: yeah we still have AB trusts, but for different reasons.
0: Yeah, different regions. Uh, not so much estate planning. So, and it I love it. It. I love how they've raised it over the last twenty years from six hundred fifty thousand or whatever it was to eleven point four million dollars per person. Yet we still have, uh, you know, uh,
1: a three thousand dollar capital yeah, exactly. loss limitation.
0: Exactly, and and <laughs> uh, the the Social Security taxation limits haven't moved. Since
1: 1983 and 93? Yeah,
0: right. I just, I find that I find that odd, and I think I know why. Anyway, we're out of time. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we, we have a couple more emails, and I'm going to semi-promise, but not completely promise that we'll get to them next time. But if you want to email us once again, go to our website, luciacap.com, L-U-C-I-A cap, C-A-P dot com, and send us an email. You can also find all of our videos, and don't forget our podcasts and all that stuff, because you're listening to it right now. Alright, we're out of time. I My thanks to Professor Rick Plum. We'll catch you again next week for Professor Rick Plum, certified financial planner professional. I am Johnny Dean. We'll catch you again next week. Managing your financial future. Talk to you then. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice, and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments purchased and or investment strategies devised by Lucia Capital Group, will be either suitable or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio thus investments may result in a loss of principle accordingly no client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from lucia capital group or from any other investment professional you should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision all investments are subject to risk including the loss of principle this material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable however its accuracy cannot be guaranteed These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. Earnings from a 529 college savings plan can grow tax-deferred and may be withdrawn free of federal taxes when used for qualified education expenses. Non-qualified withdrawals are subject to a 10% penalty tax. Roth IRA earnings will be taxed at ordinary income rates and a 10% penalty tax will apply if withdrawn prior to age 59 and a half or within 5 years of the date the Roth IRA was established whichever is longer. IRA withdrawals will be taxed at ordinary income rates. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may also be subject to a 10% penalty tax. Examples cited are hypothetical are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDI Insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. The information provided is based on current laws, which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at SSA.gov or call 800 772 1213 to speak with an SSA representative. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA. Lucia Securities LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital.